0: Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. If you're a Christian, you want to be responsive to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. But very often we miss those promptings because we're listening for the wrong thing. We're waiting for the Spirit to give us a completely different kind of guidance, and so we miss the guidance He does give. Now let's take a look at all these commands. The first one is right there in verse 7. Submit yourself to God. That's where it starts. Okay? So the word translated submit means to subordinate yourself under someone or to enlist under a military leader. So it's like, it's like you find this great general and you say, I want to be under him. I want to serve under him. He's brilliant. He never loses. He's a great strategist. I want to take orders from that guy. That's what this kind of submission looks like. Or an athlete says, I want to play under that great coach. I could be great if I were coached by him. It's a, it's a picture of someone who realizes I'd be a lot more effective in my life if I, could, if I could take direction from that person rather than give myself direction. That's the idea of this submission. And submitting is the opposite of resisting these word the words in this passage resist and submit are opposites we 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 are to submit to God and resist the devil and both of those concepts point to the the idea of somebody trying to exert influence on you right someone trying to act on you that's the only way you can submit or or resist like i can't submit to that wall or resist that wall. It's that it's not acting on me. In order for me to submit or resist, it has to be acting. So, so the so the implication here is both God and Satan are acting on you. They're both acting on you right now, and you have to submit to one and resist the other. And you and you you have to pick one because um, there's no such thing. A submission to one is always resistance to the other. There's no such thing as submission to God that doesn't involve resistance to the devil. And when you submit to the enemy, you're resisting God. It's one or the other. There's no middle course. And so resisting God, obviously that's suicidal. Yes, you're not going to win that. But submitting to God is a beautiful, wonderful, marvelous, delightful thing because that's where effectiveness in your life will come from. Submission to God. That's what will make your life something great. Think of yourself, I I used the illustration last week of a a race car. Imagine, just picture yourself as a race car. What kind of race car wins a race? No race cars. Race cars don't win races. Drivers win races, right? A a car will pass the finish line under the checkered flag and win. That'll happen when there's a great driver in the driver's seat and the car is being especially responsive to the driver, right? That's That's when they get a victory. That submissiveness. Every one of us is like a car and we're, we're either being driven by God or being driven by the devil. And the command to submit to God means invite God to be in the driver's seat and be responsive. Be a high-performance vehicle. Be responsive to everything he does. He turns the wheel, turn. He hits the gas, go. He hits the brake, stop. If a car finds its independence and just starts to just do its own thing, that's bad, right? That's not going to be good for anybody, not for the car, not for the drive. They're certainly not going to win any race. Tools need to submit to the one using them. It, 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 hammers are at their best when they're in the hand of a skilled carpenter, right? Pots and pans will produce incredible delicacies if they're being used by a great chef. We're at our best when we're being used by the hands of God and we're responsive to that. We're acting as tools. If a workman has his tools fighting against him, it's not going to work. But if they're responsive, if they behave as tools, then then they'll do great things. We need to understand, we're tools, not little gods. We're tools. We're vessels. We're created to be instruments in God's hands. And, and so the worst thing that can happen to a tool is to, for it to find independence. A tool that finds independence just sits on the ground and rusts. It doesn't do anything good. It's worthless. Its only value is when it's in the hand of a skilled workman. So, this question, how do you deal with sin in your life? How do you deal with the sin in your life? Think about God as the great general, the great coach, the the, 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 the great driver, so that you can actually start to have excitement in your mind and your heart at the thought of Being used as a tool, submitting to Him so that you're responsive to Him, and then that'll, great things will happen. So you'll have this longing, you know, you have a longing already for effectiveness in your life. You want meaning, you want productivity in your life, right? And, and, and that, and that'll come out when you realize I'm created to be a responsive instrument in His hands. And you submit to that, then it'll start to happen. Any repentance that doesn't involve submission to God's will is non-repentance. It's not repentance. Does that car illustration help you? Imagining yourself as a high-performance race car with the Holy Spirit in the driver's seat? Success in life, winning the race, will happen or not happen depending on how responsive you are to him? If you do like that illustration, let me add a caution, because it would be easy to take that analogy the wrong way. When I talk about responsiveness to God's guidance, I'm talking about moral responsiveness. God doesn't guide us by saying, turn here, go down that street, choose that option, say these words. He doesn't do that. He guides us morally into righteousness. The impulses we need to be highly responsive to are the ones that say, that attitude is unholy this is the right attitude. Or, that direction is morally corrupt, this is the way of purity. Or, those impulses are selfish and prideful, here's the way of humility. As you walk through your day today, think of the Holy Spirit in the driver's seat, turning the wheel, hitting the brakes, stepping on the gas, on moral impulses. Don't listen for the Spirit to tell you specifics on what to do or say, but do listen for his nudges in the direction of what pleases him and what grieves him, and be as responsive as a high-performance race car to those nudges. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.